Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as a foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to the program. Man, we are so excited that you can join us here in this very crazy season of life, um, the COVID-19 season, I guess we could call it, where we are all confined to our homes and and life has been put on hold. And so I hope that you guys are seeking the Lord during this time, that you're being blessed and um, praying that God is showing you some magnificent things. I'm sure we'll, we'll probably all be getting out soon and, and returning to life. And so maybe the lessons that God has shown us, the, the those specific personal things that God has relayed to us during this time can be put into practice. And so we hope you guys are hearing from the Lord. Hey, listen, if this is your first time uh, tuning into Shouts of Grace, uh, man, we want to say welcome to you and um, let you know that if you have an interest, you can listen to any of the past, I think it's 110 broadcasts or so, um, by going to shoutsofgraceradio.com. And there um, you can catch up on on a whole variety of topics. Um, one of the things that we do here at Shouts of Grace is we take the Bible and a biblical worldview and we apply it to everyday life in a whole host of topics, uh, scriptures, theology, you name it, um, we cover it. And so um, we encourage you to go ahead and do that. And if you are a, a return listener, we want to say welcome back and thank you for your support, as well as a shout out to Key Radio Studios for allowing Shouts of Grace to use the uh, Use their equipment and use their airwaves. Um, we're, we're totally blessed by them. And also another reminder that if you are in the Utah County area and you don't have a home church, why not check out Redemption Hill Church? Shouts of Grace Radio is a ministry of Redemption Hill, and Redemption Hill typically meets at Vista Heights Middle School um, every Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. Um, and during this time of, of the COVID-19 quarantine, you can catch us by going on to our Facebook page every Sunday morning at 9.45 a.m., where we have our online service, and we hope you are blessed by that. For those of you that are return listeners, you will know that um, for the first year, year and a half on the program, um, I, I co-hosted the program with a very good friend of mine, Keith Radke, Pastor Keith Radke, um, who was an elder at Redemption Hill Church and then went and planted River Community in West Jordan, and I'm super excited because... Keith is back on the program today. Welcome, brother. How are you doing? Doing really good. It is good to be together with you. And yes, this is a weird season of, of life. But as you said, I think it's been a good season to listen to God's voice and uh, be willing to do new things um, yeah. and, and to see things in a different light. Yeah, amen. Also with us is a very, very good friend of mine and an elder, um, a newly installed elder at Redemption Hill, uh, Pastor Joe Funicello, man, I've known him for, for probably like 16 years now. What's up, my brother? How are hey, you? Good, good. I'm doing good, and I'm very happy to be here. And Hi, Keith. Good to talk with you again. Haven't seen you for a while, but it's uh, good to hear you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Once they lift restrictions, I'll have to come on down and give you a hug and have some coffee together. There, there you go. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, what I what I want to do today, since I got since I got the both of you guys here, is is we're starting starting a new series kind of here on Shouts of Grace that that we're entitled entitling Hard Realities, and we're taking a stroll through Ecclesiastes. And and the reason we're doing this is because Ecclesiastes is is, is has got a lot of sarcasm sarcasm in it at times, but it really is, um, you know, a lot 
lot of people say that that the Song of Solomon was was written, you know, was was written by Solomon kind of towards the beginning of his life, and then being the wisest man, that Proverbs kind of was throughout maybe the middle of his life. And Ecclesiastes, many people suggest, it was probably written towards the end of Solomon's life after all that he had done and turning his heart from the Lord. And so you see that kind of come out in this book. And so what I want to do is um is go through some of these hard realities. And so this morning. Um, what I want to do is, is I want to look at um, this morning, sorry, this evening, <laughs> this evening, what I want to do is, is I want to look at Ecclesiastes 8, Keith, and I, and I want to talk about something that's, that's, that's real difficult um, for a lot of people to process. Ecclesiastes uh, 8, and it's starting in verse 10, it says, then I saw a wicked, um, the wicked buried. They used to go in and out of the holy place and were praised in the city where they had done such things. This also is vanity. And then he says in verse 11, because the sentence against an evil doer is not executed speedily, the heart of the children of man is fully set to do evil. And when I read that, you guys, I, I look at that and I think, man, um, you know, how, how do we determine when God's grace and mercy um, is being applied, and perhaps when God's patience is being applied, because I think the two are different. Um, and I want to talk about that. But the other thing is, Keith, you know, it, it almost suggests that that just because you're not busted for something right away doesn't mean you're getting away with it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so true. I mean, we see it in our kids, we see it in adults. You know, you take a cookie out of the cookie jar once, and nobody notices it's missing. You keep going back to it, and you think that there's no consequence for it, and and I think a lot of people, they live a large part of their lives um, without visible, significant consequence to evil. And it it is looked as uh, somewhat of a free pass, you know. Um, even uh, I was telling you before the show, my wife and I started in Habakkuk. And you see this dialogue between God and Habakkuk back and forth where Habakkuk is just like, why, why, are, why are people allowed to get away with terrible stuff. I mean, you're a just God. You're a, you're a God of righteousness. Well, what's your problem? <laughs> kind of in his own words. And, and God gives him the chance to kind of reason that out. And then he comes back and says, I see things you don't see, and I'm doing something you don't, you don't understand. And he says in, uh, and, and this is kind of a, this is a scripture that's often used in a very positive way he says in verse 5 of Habakkuk 1, Look among the nations and see, wonder and be astounded. I'm doing a work in your days that you would not believe if you were told. And and they were like, oh man, God is doing great things. We They're so amazing, we wouldn't believe it. And then he says in the next verse, I'm actually raising up the Chaldeans. And they're going to come and they're going to they're gonna be my tool for justice. And that mm. that throws Habakkuk off even more. Like, what what are you thinking? If you are the god of, if you are the god who can't even look at evil, why would you raise up evil, you know, an evil nation to be your instrument of discipline? Mm. And um, I encourage people to read that. But you you just see like there's this sense of justice that we have within us, and when we get upset about it, we do forget, and there is a balance, and maybe you can talk more to that, there is a balance between the fact that God is a God of justice and righteousness, but he's also a God of patience and mercy. Yeah, amen, I believe that. 
Joe, maybe chime in on something that, that, that Keith was saying there too, because I think sometimes when we talk about sowing and reaping, right? We, we talk about whatever a man sows, that's what he's going to reap. And, and, and when the reaping of what you sow doesn't happen the next day or the next week or the next month, I think what this passage is saying is people's hearts get fully set into doing evil. But, but man, you know, God isn't mocked. Right. And, and, and so what is the difference? You know, how do we discern whether God is giving mercy to something or somebody and, and God is is God is being patient? Is there a difference between the two? Well, yeah, I, I, I think there is. An, and for the believer, I think what you end up seeing is um, when God is giving mercy and stuff, a lot of times God is actually allowing the believer to be caught. He's discipline, mm. disciplining the believer. He's allowing mm. the believer, his own child, the one that's put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. God is not going to let them go too far. He's going to pull back. He's going to pull them back. And a lot of times that means allowing them to be exposed or allowing them to be caught in their stuff because that is his mercy and grace for the believer because he doesn't want them to continue down. He knows where that course is going to go. For the non-believer, then you uh, enter into a whole new realm where God is still merciful to the non-believer because the non-believer is continuing on in his life and, and, and it's a long suffering that leads toward repentance. But um, when there comes that point when, and only God knows, uh, you know, when he's going to draw that, but um, it, if the non-believer goes too far and his heart is hardened and he will never repent, then, then he falls into the hands of the living God, and that would be a, a, a fearful thing. But And the other thing in this, this, this verse, too, also is considering society. You see the, the lack of things being carried out as far as, um, you know, the courts, how things are delayed, how the judgment is put off. You know, there's people who are still, who have done horrendous things that uh, are still, uh, since the Carter administration, still waiting for their judgment. And that's not being carried out. They're sitting in prison waiting for that. So you, you have all these things. Before the believer, I think you end up seeing God's hand, uh, you know, expose things in, in us and, and, and to, to his, his loving hand to discipline us. Yeah. You know, Keith, talk, talk more. Joe brings up a good point, And that is sometimes let's let's put ourselves in the place um, of the unrepentant you know, sinner, whether, whether he's a believer or non-believer, whatever, you know, um, and, and we've sinned and we've covered it. Right. And, and then in our own mind, we're thinking, okay, um, you know, God's mercy is so wonderful and God's grace is so wonderful. Right. I've always understood that mercy and grace comes on the heels of repentance, right? When we blow it and we recognize we've blown it, we've acknowledged we've blown it and we come to God that in place of the judgment, God doesn't say get lost. He gives us mercy and grace. But if we don't come to repentance and we continue to do it, but in our minds, we're thinking to ourselves, wow, you know, God's so merciful that that actually isn't mercy at all, that that's actually the long suffering and the patience of God. And so let's let's talk about that on the other side of the break. What what ought to be the uh, the, the motivation of of the person who thinks, because in this passage, it says that that because the judgment didn't come, they settled in with a hard heart. So let's talk about, you know, when when God's um, long suffering is 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 applied to a person, what is the purpose of that? And then what ought to be on the heels when God's mercy is given to us for something that we've done wrong? Hey, you're listening to Shouts of Grace. We'll be right back after this. 
You're listening to Shouts of Grace with Pastor Steve, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill, you can visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. Welcome back to the program. So blessed you can join us. Um, we are on the line with Pastor Keith Racky of River Community Church there in West Jordan and Pastor Joe Funicello, uh, one of the elders at Redemption Hill Church. And before, guys, uh, the break, we were just talking about the difference between between the long-suffering of God and the mercy of God and and how when when we do something wrong and, and, and we don't um, come to the Lord, that sometimes we think we're, um, we're just receiving the mercy of God. Keith, talk more about that and why it's important for us to understand the difference. Hmm. Well, I really appreciate the fact that Pastor Joe made a differentiation between the unbeliever and the child of God, that there is a process of discipline that God is taking every child through, every son and every daughter that has been adopted um, by faith in Christ. He is taking us through a life of discipline. We often look at discipline as something negative, but Hebrews says that discipline seems painful for a moment, but it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So I think it's, it's important to understand that God does, in fact, deal with the believer differently than he does with the unbeliever um, on the same set of, uh, of standards, right? Holiness, righteousness, truth, all of those things. They're all the same no matter what. God is consistent. But when we have put our faith in Christ and we have been considered righteous by faith, which is not a New Testament principle, it is a Bible principle found in the Old and the New Testament, that the, the just shall live by faith, the righteous shall live by faith, God God begins a work in us that he is perfecting, and that is the process. He uses the process of discipline, which at times can be painful. So for the believer, when when we are in a pattern of life where we feel like we're being, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of given a free pass because of grace, um, and then things start to go difficult, we should look at that as a disciplinary instrument of God to train us to get back on the right right path. Mm. For the unbeliever, uh, you said something before the break, and I was thinking a lot about it, like where, what point does mercy and grace come in, right? Does it come in, you know, on the heels of repentance? Does it come in before repentance? I think it's both. When I think of that scripture in Romans, and it, the actual address is, is escaping me, where it talks about it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. Mm. Like the the invitation of the gospel is good news. It's it's the news that God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. It doesn't ignore sin, it doesn't ignore the consequence of sin, but it shows us that sin has been dealt with if we will come to Him in faith. So He deals more harshly, it seems, with those who say, "I am a child of God. I believe in God," because. He, there, there is a way that he's training us to go, and when we get off of that path, he'll do whatever it takes to to train us or discipline us back into the way of righteousness. Mm. For the unbeliever, it's not that sin goes without consequence, but I think for the believer, I think they look at people getting away with their sin, and they will mistake the mercy of God as as a free path. So yeah. I'm not exactly sure I... 
I've, I've answered it. I'm, I'm reasoning it out right now. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I, I, how, how does God work? Because, you know, even with our own children, I think we look at, at there's certain times when our kids do something. We just know, man, we shouldn't let them get away with it. But you know what? We let them get away with it. But, but there are other times when, when things happen and we recognize as a parent, you know what? This is now the teaching moment. This is the time where you're going to have to learn some consequences, and hopefully that being done in love, there's always going to be a path of of of, of recognition of sin, uh, of de- dealing with that sin, and then and a path for restoration. Yeah, you know, th- uh, to that to that point, um, I think of what Romans chapter two verse four says. It says, "Do you presume on the riches of God's kindness?" and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's mm. kindness is meant to lead you to repentance. And and, yeah, yeah. and and what I like about that is, you know, mercy is something that is found at the cross, right? It's yes. something, it's, it's us not getting what we deserve, right? And so you apply that in just general life. It, it is, it's essentially, you know, in our daily lives, when we're constantly repenting before God, God is giving us mercy in Christ. But outside of Christ, what has God given us? I think he's given us, because of his kindness, he's given us forbearance, and he's given us patience to draw us to repentance, because without which we're storing up wrath for the day of wrath, right? And, right. and so I think there's a there's there's a connection there that we need to make, because a lot of times what people think is, is well, I'm just, I'm living under the mercy of God. Well, okay, I understand that, and certainly with, within mercy, there's there's certainly God's patience, but outside of Christ, God is not willing that any man should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He's He's being patient with people. He's forbearing them. He's trying right. to use that patience and that forbearance, which is a which is a derivative of kindness, to draw them to repentance so that they can have the mercy of Christ. And so may, maybe what we can do here is maybe switch gears a second and talk about the heart that says— Go get them, Lord. <laughs> Go right, get them. Right. Because all of us, you know, we've all been offended. We've all been offended in certain ways where the offender seems to have nothing done to them. It almost seems like, the, you know, these people got nine lives. They could do whatever they want. And our right. heart starts to say, God, go get them. J- Joe, wh- what ought to be our response to that? Because that's a hard one. That's a difficult thing in life. Yeah, it, it is. And I think when you are offended— uh, by somebody, and, and when I mean offended, you're hurt, you know, because uh, offenses, you know, always come, and there's there's things that that transpire. But I mean, when you're when you're hurt deep deep down in your emotions and stuff, you get to the point where you're like, why is this continuing? Deal with this, Lord. Deal with this. And then, like uh, uh, the psalmist said in Psalm 73, then I went to the house of the Lord. And then I was able to see exactly what mm. is going on. I see more mm. clearly because then I see my own position and like, I'm the one that needs grace too. You know, mm. I am in not a place of, uh, you know, maybe I'm not in the same part of, or the same extent of the issue. Um, and maybe it was by, you know, I didn't cause any of it. Maybe it happened, but you know what? When I go before the Lord, I see clearly uh, like the psalmist said in Psalm 73, I went to the sanctuary of the Lord. And then I saw not only the end of them, but I actually see myself when I'm in before God. And I realize, oh, Lord, I, I need your mercy and grace. And you know what? So I can be free. So I can just give this over to you. Because if I hold on to this, 
instead of me holding on to it, it eventually holds on to me and traps me. And so with that, as I'm before God and I go to the sanctuary and I spend time with him and I hear God's word and I'm, I'm there, then all of a sudden I see clearly and, mm. uh, and I see really what's going on in the big scheme of things. And, and ultimately, uh, I don't have to fret about it like uh, the other psalm says in, in, in 37. I, I don't need to fret because of evildoers nor be envious of the works of iniquity. Um, God's going to deal with it, it says, so yeah. I can rest and trust in him. And he gives me the power to do that. The dunamis from his Holy Spirit, he comforts me. He's the God of all comforts, like Corinthians says. And so he helps and leads me along in this. Hmm. So. Keith, in the last in the last hmm. few minutes that we have, um, you know, let's 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 talk about this because, you know, he says because sentence against an evil work is not speedily executed. Right. We don't want that for ourselves. <laughs> no, we, we don't. don't. No, we, don't we don't want God to we don't want God to speedily execute judgment on us. And, and certainly God's mercy is is very, you know, very woven into uh, his patience. And he wants us to come to the realization. Mm-hmm. So we don't want that for us. Why then should we or how then do we protect ourselves from seeking it for others? Because I have sought it for right. others. I, I don't want speedily speedily judgment but at the same time i want it for some others i'm like get them lord sick them (laughs) we're double-minded that's i mean that's the bottom line that's a condition of the sinful human being is is we do want things both ways we want mercy for us and justice for others you know we want we want god to be you know patient and kind and slow to anger with us but we want swift you know judgment for other people and we we often project that on God as though God Himself is is also double minded. But you reference Romans two, which in dealing with the issues of judgment and wrath and and faith and eternal life or eternal judgment, Paul kind of settles the matter with verse eleven of Romans two says God shows no partiality. Mm-hmm. Like although He may approach the believer differently than the unbeliever because of the nature of the relationship he is still dealing with everything with integrity from from this standpoint that there is a holy way and a righteous way to live and that sin has broken that but there is a payment for sin so have we received his payment for sin by faith or are, are we walking in our own merits and our own uh, good works or bad works, you know, because our works are being stored up. You know, we're going to give an account for every work that we've done. And are we going to do the work of faith that puts our faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ? Or are we going to put our faith in us? So God is not double-minded. He has been very single-minded from the very beginning on how he views evil, how he feels uh, uh, good and, and our responsibility for it, which is probably a topic for another uh, another broadcast. But I, I think this whole topic shows us that there is a um, there is a group that believes, and, and, and I want to be careful how to say this, but the, the kind of a deterministic sort of a viewpoint that there are some that will believe and there are some that can't believe, and and I'd like to say that this very topic is showing us that either God holds people responsible for whether they believe or they don't believe, That's or right. God is duplicitous and He is responsible both for the believer and the unbeliever being responsible for sin and i think we know from the scripture that he is that's not right. that's right in fact responsible for sin so we need to we, we got to be careful not to project our double-mindedness onto god Amen. and and we need we need to also be willing to accept 
discipline for ourselves. We want judgment for others. We need to be willing to accept the discipline of <laughs> God right. for ourselves. That's right. Amen. Hey, guys, we are out of time for this episode. Man, Keith, I'm super excited that you're joining us. You're, you're going to be a, a, a regular now on the show for every now and then, and we'll, yes. we'll continue to tap in, and, and Joe as well. And so, hey, listen, thanks for joining us on this episode of Shouts of Grace, and we will see you next time. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you have been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Shouts of Grace.